We're live here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And we're live tonight from across the pond in DuPont Circle. We got a big crowd joining us. And uh, excited's maybe not the right word to talk about DC United soccer tonight. Uh, but, but we got a lot of things going on on the show. Um, there's obviously a, a lot more important things going on in the world uh, that, that we're going to address on, on tonight's show. Um, but we should talk just a bit about the game we just tried to watch um not the best performance tonight from from dc united and and it got a little bit better in the second half but the roster wasn't there tonight i mean five critical players um out with injury just just to look through it i mean missing bill hamid steven birnbaum frederick briant russell canals edison flores and obviously paul all season yeah you didn't expect good things but um Sam Kastner, Joshua Morgan joining me tonight. I'm John Lee. Uh, Michael Black is on leave tonight, uh, so hopefully he's having a good vacation. Um, but, guys, where do we go from here? Anywhere else, right? Yeah. Um, Up, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to go much lower. Um, yeah, that was rough. I mean, I, I think something could be said for the second half because it didn't end six seven nothing right like that was kind of the way it was going um (laughs) i I think that's because philly took the their their foot off the gas a little bit but it it, some good amendments in there in the second half and as james says on youtube uh, we didn't lose the second half we just brutally lost the first 30 minutes of this game that's a great way to put it yeah i mean it was disappointing i mean we got some young kids out there. We did get a goal in the run of play, which has eluded us um, this season so far, or at least, you know, since the pandemic has hit. That's a lie also. We had some. I don't know. My brain is fragile. <laughs> it's well, been a while. Here's the thing. There's a couple positives to talk about from tonight, and we do have to. I've got echoes of Dave Johnson joining the show just the other night and trying to keep me positive in my head right now. But first goal in the black and red for your boy, Julian Gressel tonight. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's exciting to see. Um, he's been close a couple times. He, he had another good performance tonight. Yeah, I, I, it was a good shot on a decent. There were, there were a few play, pieces of good build-up play there in the second half. And like I said, I don't, I'm not sure whether that was DC United getting a foot, good foothold or the youth players really coming in. I mean, uh, we definitely had opportunities in the second or half. Or if that right. was Philly just like coasting because they could have coasted. Yeah, and it was exciting to see, uh, obviously, the debut uh, for Moses Nyman. Uh, mm-hmm. The dude's 16, right? I mean, it was it's so great to see him. I mean, he was playing out there with, with Griffin Yao and with Kevin Paredes. Uh, Sorga got a chunk of minutes tonight. He probably should have scored at least one, if not two. Oh, um, I really wanted Yao to get that assist. That yeah, would have been so great. Been Beautiful square by him. Yeah. But um, – it wasn't. It just wasn't the night uh, for for DC United. Um, but as I as I mentioned, you know, at the lead off of the show, there's there's more important things going on in the world right now, and, and that's something that's that DC United have, have spoken a lot about this week. Um, you know, particularly in the sports world, in the wake of the shooting of, of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, um, the Milwaukee Bucks refused to take the court for a playoff game against the Orlando Magic earlier on, on, on Wednesday. Actually, the, the, the four of us were here um, that night, you know, prepping, prepping to do the show 
live. And, um, and, you know, that that happened. All NBA games were postponed until today. Uh, and there were numer- numerous cancellations across the WNBA, Major League Baseball, and, and of course, Major League Soccer. Um, you know, the soccer, the soccer players in MLS uh, orchestrated a, a nearly league-wide strike during the matches Wednesday night. Or- Orlando and Nashville had actually kind of kicked off, like, right as some of that was, was coming yeah. together. So that game did go forward. Um, but, it, but it was – it was a massive statement across sports and something that we haven't seen, uh, you know, to this scale before. And DC United actually, you know, more close to home, they didn't have a game. They played on Tuesday, um, but they canceled Thursday's press conference. And, and instead, they, they actually went ahead and, and released a statement, um, which we'll go ahead uh, and read on air. This is the DC United club statement. On May 25th, 2020, George Floyd was killed by a police officer. On June 12th, 2020, Rayshard Brooks was shot and killed by a police officer. On August 23rd, 2020, a police officer shot Jacob Blake seven times in his back, leaving him paralyzed. These senseless acts by members of our law enforcement span three months. When George Floyd's life was taken from him, we pledged to use our voice and platform to be a driving force of change. Many Americans are now more aware of the systemic racism and social injustice that resides in our country. There must be fundamental change. We will be relentless in our effort to demand change, and we will continue to use our platform to push for social justice, equality, and police accountability in our country. Police brutality against black Americans has to stop. The senseless killing of black Americans has to stop. That's the DC United club statement that they released uh, on Thursday. And, of course, on Friday, the club held a press conference with Coach Ben Olsen, Earl Edwards Jr., uh, who's a member of the Black Players Coalition and Major League Soccer, and Julian Gressel, and, and guys, it was a it was a powerful press conference. I know Sam, you were you were able to join it as well. Um, yeah, it, it was really powerful, and I'll add that um, Earl Edwards Jr. is on actually on the board, um, so he was able right. to discuss. You know, he came on um, in a Black Lives Matter mask. Um, his shirt said "Black all the time," if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so. And that was really the focus of the press conference. And, you know, all three of them kind of said, yeah, soccer's my job, but that, that's not what we're here to talk about today, which I felt was really powerful. Um, and, you know, Earl Edwards Jr., and we'll get into this a lot more later, um, but he gave DC United a lot of credit for that statement. He said that, you know, we were one of the first sports teams that he had seen to put out a statement that really meant something and really, you know, addressed this head on. It wasn't just kind of empty words talking around it. Um, I mean, those last two lines of the DC United statement, like, really left something with me. Um, And then Gressel also specifically said, like, I'm not here to talk about soccer and I'm probably not going to be for a little while because while sports are important, there are more important things happening right now. Yeah, and as we look toward uh, media availability tonight, we're expecting to hear from Coach Ben Olsen here momentarily about tonight's performance and, of course, uh, hopefully a player or two as well. But I, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that, Sam, because uh, I, I don't expect a lot of tonight's press conference to be about the game. Um, you know, we, we expect to hear more about the, the more important things going on in the world. And, and of course, I, I'm sure they'll field a number of questions uh, about tonight's performance because it was, it was not pretty on the field. Uh, but, I, but I think what we're going to talk about you know, later in the show is, is that it's not all about what's on the field, right? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, especially on, on nights like tonight, that, that, that does come into perspective. Yeah. I mean, we wish we were better on the field, absolutely. But when you take into account the results of a sports game versus the loss of lives, I think it's pretty clear which one comes out on top. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it can't be understated. 
that what's happening in this country needs to change and we need to pull our attention and, and we talked in, in depth amongst ourselves about whether or not we should do this podcast and talk about sports right now but just like just like soccer has given the players a platform to talk about these injustices and they're using that to great effect right now and and i encourage them and i'm proud of them and i hope that they continue to do so i i feel like it's our duty as well to do that tonight on the show uh so we we will get into the soccer because we that's that's why we're here um but we're also here for for what needs to happen in this country we're receiving confirmation right now that uh, Ben Olson and, and Felipe uh, will, will be joining us here in just a few minutes um, for media availability. But you know, going back to the press conference uh, on Friday, which obviously, again, um, you know, they, they anticipated the normal cadence is, is match day minus two, right? We, we typically hear from Coach Olson and two players two days before a game. Um, they postponed that on Thursday. We, we moved it to Friday. Um, and, and Earl Edwards Jr., uh, Sam, as you mentioned, was wearing a, a black all-the-time shirt as well as a, a Black Lives Matter mask. And, and he gave some really great quotes, you know, talking through his experience. Um, he, he's specifically, you know, excited about what DC United as a club are doing. Um, and and he, he alluded to the fact that, you know, his experience – um, ha- has been different here in D.C. than it's been at, at some previous clubs, which was exciting to hear. Um, and he actually came back on on the mic afterwards. You know, he, he got up to leave and then came back to the podium um, to, to talk just a bit about, you know, hey, the, the work that we're all doing as a whole to support the Black Lives Matter movement is important. Um, and and that, that, you know, anytime we want to talk, um, you know, we, he can make that happen and, and he wants to use this platform to make a change. And I think that's what we've seen with, with a lot of the players in the league. Yeah. And we just actually had a comment of someone asking, you know, are we going to be able to talk um, about the game today, which we'll definitely get to, you know, we're a post game show, but it, it does take the precedent tonight. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like we should get into the, I know the, the questions in the press conference will address the same issues that we're addressing right now. And, Oh, like I said before, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the game. We can talk about it if you, if you really want to. <laughs> uh, I, I see some people in the chat on YouTube talking about how the game went. And, and we recognize that, that, that that's what we're all here for. But we're also I, I hope that we're all here for this, this message as well. And, and I, I'm proud of DC United more, definitely in the past few, few weeks for their, their outreach on the events happening in our country, what they've been able to say and do and <laughs> uh, my bold claims today, James, as he, he, hits, he hits the YouTube comment, my bold claims is that we should treat everyone with respect and not kill them. Um, that's that's all I have tonight. We have Ben Olsen stepping up to the podium. Uh, all right. So if we want to cut there, John. Yep. Let's go ahead and go live uh, to head coach Ben Olsen. Your, uh, your personnel was not at full strength, but given that, uh, what was your reaction to the first uh, 25 minutes? You give up an early goal in a set piece is super disappointing. And and now, you know, the instincts of the players are now to go get it back and chase a little bit. And then we get extended, uh, too extended against a very good uh, team in uh, with space. And they took advantage of uh, the space that we gave them. And, uh, you know, they're that's when they're at their best and we allowed them to be at their best for that, that stretch. And then uh, we, we got a little bit more structure to our game there uh, after that and made it more difficult on them. But at that point, it's, you know, it's 3-0. Uh, it's, a, it's a 
it's a tall task. We'll go back to Steve Goff for another question. Steve, go ahead. Uh, ben, what can you say about uh, Bill Hamid's absence tonight? Uh, just, uh, you know, he needed a few days to deal with some personal stuff, and we'll leave it at that. We'll go to Jason Anderson next. Jason, go ahead. Uh, ben, you guys were not just missing Bill, you were missing quite a few other guys. Um, do you have an update on guys like Birnbaum and Briant who uh, were in the last game? Yeah, both of them have uh, uh, ankle knocks that uh, some ligament and some, I think some bone spur stuff, both of them were swollen and limping and, and just it wasn't a game that they could have uh, played through. I don't think they're uh, that significant to keep them out for, for uh, you know, much more time, but we'll see. They're, they're kind of game the game from here on out. Uh, hopefully that stuff settles down and they can get back uh, with the group this week, hopefully to prepare for uh, for Wednesday. If not Wednesday, there's a there's a quick turnaround for Sunday. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to need everybody. Uh, Fisher and O'Doy come back into the fold, I think, this week, starting Monday. Um, Eddie's going to be a little bit. Uh, Eddie's going to be a good, you know, month plus. Uh, but, again, you know, we – we could have done better tonight. I don't care about necessarily the personnel. We could have made it much more difficult on them. And I'm disappointed in myself and the group in that the first 20 minutes just wasn't, it just, it just wasn't good enough. We'll go back to Steve Goff. Steve, go ahead. And you got um, your homegrowns in there. Um, do you see, I mean, obviously you were shorthanded, so the opportunity presented itself, but do you see them getting more and more minutes as this unfolds in the next few weeks? Well, if, if, I'll say this. If they keep playing the way they're playing at training and when I do give them minutes in the game, then the answer is yes. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm glad no one's making a big deal necessarily about Kevin because I'm cautious uh, about his uh, him getting too comfortable uh, but he has been extremely sharp uh, for the last three games as a 17 year old kid uh, it's a lot of fun to coach him and, and, and watch him play the way he is at this level uh, that was you know Griffin's best game with us he was dangerous and you know he smells had a man goals or, or, or provide so a guy we we've watched and, and nurtured at this club for a long time and to see him get his first game is a special moment for him and his his, um, his family and and DC United family frankly I mean he's uh, all, all three of those kids a promising, promising futures with this club. And, and I thought Donovan had a pretty good game as well. You know, it wasn't an easy game. Again, they are, you know, this is a, this is as good a team as there is in this league uh, that we went against tonight. And, uh, you know, again, I, I wish we would have made it a little bit tougher uh, on them in the first, uh, certainly from the get go. But uh, if you're, if you're not having a, a great day and, and, 
uh, you don't do everything in the right way, they, they can hit you this way. Thanks, Ben. That's all we have. Thank you. Thanks. That's DC United head coach Ben Olsen. And, you know, it's important to shift back, you know, to the game for a little bit here. He, he, he made some good points, but he was obviously not happy. You know, he, he, didn't, he didn't make any excuses out of the lineup. Um, and the lineup tonight was decidedly not not first choice. We'll just we'll just say that. Obviously, Bill Hamid unavailable for personal reasons. So Chris Seitz gets, uh, I believe, his first start for DC United in, in goal. Uh, Maybe a friendly last year against Marseille, it, like those French friendlies. I think we saw him play, or a U.S. Open Cup, maybe too. But yeah, not a not an MLS regular season game. Yeah, and in, in the back line again here, you know, three quote unquote center backs. It's Joseph Mora. He's not a center back. Uh, Donovan Pines, who's obviously just now getting a, a good chunk of minutes in the middle. And, you know, Schoberg, who, who's making his DC United debut and, and, you know, talking to some friends during the game. I don't know how often they played three in the back in Columbus, so kind of out of position for him too. Um, yeah, so not, not terribly surprising to give up four goals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard too because it's like n- nobody had – a, a great game so it's it's not like one person kind of let us down it was just there was kind of a slump within the team so it's kind of hard to to pick out individual players and talk about how they did because everyone was kind of on the same page of just being like a step off um I I mean I thought that Kevin did show a lot of heart but I thought I thought the whole team at points did show a lot of heart and we absolutely yeah. had build up and we had moments it's it's so hard to get down on this team because I, I, it, tonight was terrible. There, there's no way around it. It was a terrible performance. The Union are a good team. The Union played a great game, um, but the, the team it does they, they show promise. You love seeing debuts um, for for some of the young kids like Moses. Obviously tonight, Sorga could have scored a couple goals. You know, th- there, there's a lot of fun um, in this team. Yeah, Yao had that amazing almost assist. Like you didn't really saw those moments, and you know you had just a couple that just didn't go our way um i i mean if, if it weren't for the first 30 minutes i feel like we'd feel a lot differently about this game obviously that was like really tough to watch and you never want to be down three goals in the first half but i i, I think this the second half was a lot better I, I look i think the first first 30 minutes of this game was was indicative of the game but philly are Ben Olsen said it. Uh, Philly are one of the best teams in this league. That they're as good as we'll face probably because they yeah they can hold their own. Shabelko is a really good striker. Aronson is a budding young player. I I, w- I want to get back into the lineup a little bit. I don't think Pines was set up for success tonight. No, it wasn't. Um, he, he's only like John said. He's only just started really starting for DC United, and he uh, he's put back there with so- someone who doesn't play center back and someone who just joined this team. I I don't know how you thought that team wasn't going to concede three goals in 20 minutes. Well, it was interesting. John made this point during the game. It's interesting because um, at a prior press conference, Ben was asked if this would be the lineup that we use consistently or not. And he said that there was going to be adjustments for each team. And it's interesting to me that when you have Pines, who's the most veteran center defender in this lineup, right? I mean, Neither of his other two partners have had experience in doing that. So it's interesting to me that he continued with the back three because you would think that going against Philly, especially being so bare bones as we were, that you would switch to a back four so you're not conceding yeah. three goals like that. I, I put in the chat that I, I was hoping for a 4-4-2 tonight. I, it would have made sense. I understand that. So do you put Gressel right back there? I, I mean, I'm just looking at available players, right, because yeah. I agree with you. And, and, and for sure, right, like 
three in the back against Philly away is not generally the move you'd want to see, especially if you're willing to mix it up. But you don't have Russ. You don't have Fish. Um, I, I guess Oduyasha, I'm not available either. Who's who's the right back? I mean, I right back got to be Gressel. Okay, so so I guess if you move Gressel back and what do you do? Uh, four two three so one the the normal kind of formation. So Segura slots in at right mid then. So no, Segura has to play up top with with Kamara in the starting lineup. It's not going to be pretty, but I mean it's going to be more dis- defensively stout than what we had. So, so Gressel, you, Gressel knows how to play right back. Bynes knows how to play center back. What's your formation if you got two up top then? You doing four four two? Four four two. Just just real simple. Two thousand fifteen DC United were not good, but we can defend and grit for ninety minutes. Because of all games that needed to be gritted and, and nasty, it was this one where we're playing down our st- captain and center back yeah. and our goalkeeper, and we have a ton of injuries. Our record breaking. Yeah, this was a gritty game. This needed Benny Ball. Of all things, and I know, oh man, <laughs> don't come at me too hard, guys. But this game needed it. I would prefer pray I would for pre- Joshua in the comments. I, w- I would prefer <laughs> Benny Ball than that first twenty-five minutes. Uh, and, and they look, they came out with energy again in the first ten minutes. I thought they were going to make some fun, interesting runs, but I, they were not stout in the back. Uh, and that's that's what's been keeping us alive in these games so far. Is that? Hamid will come up with a spectacular save, and our defense will be seven people behind the ball, and we'll block shots like no one else in the league. But if we don't do that, then, then it's wide open. We're live here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast, presented by Heineken and live at Across the Pond in, in DuPont Circle. We want your thoughts on tonight's game. Uh, you can join the show using the hashtag Tried and True DCU or jump again in the chat either on YouTube or on uh, Twitter Live. And uh, we'll probably open up the call in line in a little bit here, but we are uh, awaiting to hear from Felipe uh, here any moment joining uh, joining the media after the game. Who had a, a, a pretty silly yellow card pretty early on. I mean, I, standard. I, I mean, yes. I think DC Night games are scripted at this point. We look really good the opening minutes. And then Felipe gets a yellow card at some point. DC United concede at some point, and then it's like grit for the rest of the game. Felipe did wear the armband tonight, though, which I, I didn't notice at the beginning of the game. I think I was still pretty stunned by the lineup. Um, but yeah, Felipe did did well, wear the captain's armband tonight. Who else would you tonight. have given it to? Uh, someone that didn't play for Red Bull. So who else would you have given it to? Can I have a name? Um, Kamara is a veteran in this league, but not the same way. I, I know. I, look, Felipe's a been awesome player. That's who he was always going to give yeah. it to. No, um, Felipe was definitely always going to Moreno has been with this team longer. Uh, maybe doesn't. Maybe he's not able to communicate to the ref as like Felipe could. Yeah, I also think that Felipe just is maybe a little bit more present on this team, and that that's potentially just me from like looking at the social media, and maybe he interacts a little bit more. But I, I could see the team rallying around him more so than they would rally around Mora, and that's nothing to take away from Mora. Yeah. I just don't see him being like the cheerleader guy to no. try to host the team on his back. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of folks in this fan base who still actively dislike Felipe, and, and I, I get that. Um, I, I think I think it was the right call to give him the armband. I mean, the only other person that I would have chosen maybe would have been Julian Gressel, but Felipe's been here a little bit longer. I think he's he's probably a little bit more suited for it at this point, and, and maybe that's something that Gressel you know, moves into over the next couple of years. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see Gressel becoming the captain of D.C. United. I know Joshua would love to see it. I'm just happy he scored that goal tonight. <laughs> we haven't seen an open play goal in how long? Let's, let's talk about yeah. that for a little bit. It was amazing. It's like it wasn't a whistle that led to DC United goal this time. It's crazy. And there were definitely opportunities oh, for other ones. So many. Uh, the the ball Gressel played into uh, 
Moreno that he puts a. I mean, Moreno's sitting in the box all by himself. Yeah. Yeah, I think three. Pines had a couple opportunities that I was like, oh, he almost had it. You know, I think Assad had a couple opportunities. one John mentioned was brutal. That's a couple. Just, that one was like expected goal of like point nine. Like you need to score that every <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. And, and even the one, the side netting one, we didn't get a replay. I think we uh, obviously it was, a, it was a Philly home game. It was the Philly feed tonight that DC United was using. But I was a little surprised we didn't get a good replay on that. Um, it, it looked looked like it didn't miss by much from here. Um, interestingly enough, expected goals tonight from Info Goal. Um, what do you guys think? Oh, DC it's, not, it's not nearly as bad as, as DC United have was. like two and a half at least. Do you think so? I think so. I'm here to tell you they definitely did not have that many. Oh. Although yeah, I'm surprised as lot. well. <laughs> I, I, I would have so, had it above too. Sorg was a full like that as an expected goal, like 1.0. Yeah, it was 2.21 for Philly to 1.05 oh. for DC. Um, so it's it just, just not a whole lot of big opportunities uh, showing on the map here other than uh, the Sorgo one, which was a 50% probability, which actually seems kind of lower than that I would have thought. That does seem extremely low, maybe because they just no one expects Yao to be making that <laughs> cross. Um, I, I think I would have been fine with the 2-1 loss. <laughs> yeah. the alternative. Well, and, and, and there's something to be said uh, – we, go. Like we have Felipe coming up to the podium now. Okay, let's cut live to Felipe. Steve, go ahead. Hi, Felipe. Thanks for your time. No problem, uh, Steve. It's, uh, it's been a while since this team has won a game. Um, yeah. how, how much is that wearing on the team mentally now? You know, it's always, it's always difficult when we go a period without winning. But uh, we know that the only way to, to change this situation is keep going, keep believing in the only us gonna turn this around, and we gotta believe in each other, and that's what we've been doing. You know, things are not going our way, but we know if you keep working hard, eventually we're gonna we're gonna change this thing around, and we're gonna keep going. We, as a group, are together. We stick together. Everyone is together, and we're looking forward for the next game already. Thanks, Felipe. We'll go to Jason Anderson next. Jason, go ahead. Uh, hi, Felipe. Um, hi. With the the number of guys that were absent tonight, um, was it just a, an unfamiliarity or um, something along those lines that maybe contributed to the the first half uh, going the way it did? I think we it's, it's not a about, uh, we can't give excuse. You know, guys that's coming in is part of the group. Is we believe in trusting each one of those guys, and uh, you know, it's just think right now it's not getting our way. We can't put on guys that are coming in or guys that are injured. We gotta believe and trust in trusting in each other and that's what we be doing. You know, it's so it's no one's fault is we win as a group and we lose as a group. And so it's no one's fault. No time to to point fingers. We just gotta, you know, keep working hard and try to eliminate individual mistakes. Thanks, Felipe. We'll go to Jimena next. Jimena, go ahead. Felipe, thanks for for your time. What do you think the team needs to improve on after this match? And I wanted you to be more specific. I think, you know, like in the beginning of the last two games, we had chances to, to score goals. You know, it's uh, it's uh, about the, you know, the confidence when you score the first goal. In the last couple of games, we, we we have been conceding goals. And it's difficult to to keep pushing after you score a goal. You know? So when we, we, we have chance, we need to bury it. We need to, to put one in. To build that confidence and take the pressure a little bit from from the defense, you know, I think we, as a group, we need to to be more 
have that killing instinct around the goal and put one in, you know, and build that confidence from there. Great. Thanks, Felipe. I'll pause for just five seconds, see if anyone else has any questions. No problem. All right, Felipe. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. That's Felipe's uh, first media availability we've had live post game uh, since we've been carrying the press conferences. And, um, well, he, he, he took a lot of that on the team's shoulders as well. You know, they, they've got to get better. I think there's not much more to say, right? Like, everyone kind of acknowledges that that, that wasn't the performance that the team would have wanted to put out there. And it, it just needs to be better. And everyone kind of felt really deflated. I know that we all feel really deflated right now. Like, but that's, that's just kind of the mood around this team, around this game right now. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much to talk about in this game. Is the, the DC United's defense was bad in the first half. In the second half, it looked like either Philly let off or DC United found a little bit more footing. The youth players played well. They looked like they belong in this league. I told John halfway through it, the second half, like you're, you're, you're not supposed to get kids' first minutes down 4 nothing or 4-1 on the road. You're supposed to get them, you know, a home game, you're winning by two or three and get them some, like, free garbage time minutes, right, so they can get their feet wet and, and accustom them. It looks like this team is going to just going to get dipped right into the deep end, per se. And I think it's going to be hard to get them those ideal debut minutes with the way the season's been going, though. Yeah, and at least uh, I'm, I'm glad Ben is feeling good. Ben, I, look, Ben has faults, and but I think he does a good job with these youth players. I, I know we always want to see more, 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 and I feel like we're getting that, a little bit of that this year. But I think he does really think about how to bring them up into the game. Um, his comments about Paredes were, were spot on. I don't. I hope he doesn't get too comfortable. Um, I don't think he really took a step forward today. I, I, he has been in the past. He's great on the ball. He looks. He looks like he belongs out there. Uh, but we, we we need him to keep stepping forward. And, and Yao did look different than I've ever seen him play for the DC United full team today. He. He was a spark off the bench, and, and Nyman, it's good for him just to get that debut in some minutes. That's what I'm taking away from this game. Sorga looked looked fine. He's only 21, so I'll, I'll mention him there. He looked fine. He should have finished that chance, but he was in the right spot. So you can't can't be too upset at him, even if there was a goal differential of like 0.5. Uh, according to the stats, I think it should have been a 1. But uh, look, DC and I did not great tonight. Young player is good. Uh, that's, that's all I have to say, really. Let's go ahead and throw it to commercial break. Uh, we'll be right back here on Tried and True, uh, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than two minutes. Can't listen to us live on YouTube? Fine. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or Pocket Casts the morning after the match. Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 90 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening live. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think in real time using the chat on YouTube Live, on Twitter using the hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU, or text us at 202-892-6328.
Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds. Let us know what you think between games on Twitter at hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU or email us at TriedAndTrueDCU at gmail.com. Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 30 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. Again, that's Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. We are back here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken live at Across the Pond in DuPont Circle, Washington, D.C. tonight. Crowd's thinning out a little bit uh, as the game didn't really help matters tonight. Uh, we've obviously talked quite a bit uh, about the game tonight. Um, Sam's mic is working again, yes? It is, yeah, yes. look at that. All right, well, I'm back too. Good to have you back, <laughs> Sam. Uh, we started off the show talking about a more important topic tonight, and I think that's how we'll, we'll send the show out. Um, Black Lives Matter is obviously back, uh, really in the forefront of the sports media again, and as and rightfully so after after what happened in uh, in Kenosha uh, last week. Um, but we we we've got a, a few different things to kind of break down, uh, you know, about what we all can do, and and obviously the the, th- the three of us are in a in a in a difficult, um, but but also really important position as 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 white folks who obviously host this show. Um, we're not necessarily directly impacted um, by by a lot of the the systemic racism that goes on in the world, but we we do have an important role to play. You know, we're not just on the sidelines on this. Um, and and Joshua, I think you you had mentioned you know kind of really leading in with the individual responsibility that that we all have here. Yeah, I, I think it's important, especially if it doesn't affect you directly, to recognize that you still have a responsibility. Uh, wherever your loyalty lies. If your loyalty lies to this country more or to the world as a, or humanity or religion or, or whatever, uh, people of all races are part of those groups. Uh, and we should look at every single one of those and, and want the best for them. And, and clearly right now, some people aren't being treated the same um, to, a, to a grave extent because there, there's police brutality against african-americans and blacks in this country and uh, look as an individual it doesn't necessarily affect me like i i'm caucasian and i'm, I'm not going to get treated like that as specifically but i have a responsibility to speak out against that because it, it could be my friend my countryman my f- a fellow person of faith or or just someone in this world and, I, and so i i really just want to harp on that this is a, a problem for everyone and we should all take action. And uh, bringing it back into soccer, I, I think you, the, the stuff you invest your time in is part of who you are. If you invest your time in MLS like, like I do or, or, or you know, these guys sitting next to me, it, it's a, something I spend a lot of time and, and, and put a lot of value in. And I want to make sure that everyone a part of that organization is treated 
fairly and, and that organization pushes pushes out values that i believe in and, and we we had an owner in the league uh for real salt lake uh this week came out with some some terrible remarks treating people not the same as he would treat himself um he, well, unfortunately, not just this week. I mean, that, that some of those reports are from from over time, right? I mean, this is this is a, a problem with with Delroy Hansen that that we've seen come out over years. I mean, it wasn't just a, a one time instance with him, and and I think that's indicative of, of even a larger problem. Yeah, and, and look, I that that's not DC United. That's not this pod. But yeah, we're, we put time into this league. We put time into this sport. Into uh, time into this. Like I said, this country or this this just group of human humanity, and so I feel like we are all responsible to to call that out for what it is. It's, it's unacceptable, and I hope that I, honestly the MLS came out a little soft on it. They didn't immediately remove him, yeah. Uh, but they do have they do have a committee, and I I hope that that committee isn't just a smoke and, and mirrors. I hope they actually find out the truth, and, and if it's anything like what we've seen online. Um, we need to take just action. And, we, and as soccer fans, DC United fans even, we need to demand that those actions are taken. Yeah, and, and I'm really glad that you, you brought it back into to sports because, you know, I, I, I'm obviously learning a lot myself, uh, you know, over the past several months of this, you know, things that, that I should be seeing differently and, and doing differently. And, you know, for me, sports have always been an escape from the real world. You know, that that's, that's what I enjoy so much about it because no matter what's going on, you take – know 90 minutes in soccer or half a day in American football sometimes and and and, you, and that's what matters right like the game that's going on on the field but you know if, if there's one thing I've learned uh you know over the past few months is that that that's not how we should be looking at this you know like the the whole idea of of sticking to sports you know in in, in the media as, as we're doing here um th- that's not it and 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 the idea that these these players you know expecting them to shut out society while they're on the field and, and, and put in everything as if there's nothing going on. I mean, these folks, every player is impacted by the pandemic right now, right? And, and, and you know, for, for black players, they're impacted and have been impacted forever, um, you know, by systemic racism and, and these challenges and the, the police brutality and all these things that we're seeing. And so it's, it's just unacceptable from, from us as fans to expect that they just compartmentalize all that and go out there and perform for us. You know, that, that's not what this is. I mean, these guys are competitors. These guys are world-class athletes. They want nothing more than to go out there and do that, right? I mean, that, that's what they do for a profession. They love the game. Um, but but it's, it's not fair, you know, to, to ask them to just put all that aside when, when this is what's going on in the world. And, and, and then that's been something that, you know, like I said, on a personal level, I feel like I've learned a lot over this year. Um, and, you know, obviously t- tonight's performance, as Coach Holston said, was was not acceptable. Um, but, uh, again, like there's, there's just more important things going on in the world right now, and, and I think that's, that's what we need to focus on. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that, like, we, we have been asking these black players of sports and black people in general in this country to just ignore these things, like, this isn't new that black people are being shot by police and racism is not just starting up in this country like it has been and you know we're all talking about here how we're we're learning things now but that is a direct result of our privilege of being white people so you know they have dealt with being afraid of being shot by the cops for no reason right and this is just something that we're finally learning about and that's on all of us like joshua said it's on all of us to 
not just accept that it's not affecting me. So I get to ignore the fact that this is an uncomfortable conversation. Right. Um, and that's something that strikes me because it, it's very emotionally taxing, right? To like hear about these things and it, it really brings you down. But I just keep reminding myself like that that's my privilege because I'm, it's been the past yeah. couple months that I've been feeling this and like black people have been dealing their whole lives with, a, they've been dealing with this for their whole lives. I think, uh, I shouldn't have to bring it back to DC United things, but just to bring it back, you, I don't feel like you can, uh, and look, if you disagree, we can talk about it somewhere, but I don't feel like you can shout Bill Hamid, Bill, Bill Hamid from the stands and then not stand with him in this fight because yeah. he, like John was saying, he deals with that. He steps away, he takes off the shirt, and he's, he's just a person on the street and a, a person of color. And the fact right now is that that's, that means something different. And we should be fighting to change that. Yeah, and, and you know, we read the DC United statement at the top of the show tonight, and which I think you know we're all very proud of. You know, and, and that's something that even even members of the team, as Earl Edwards was telling us just a couple of days ago, you know, they're they're definitely proud. A uh, number of the the employees on the team um, coming out on social media, very proud of of the statement. But I'll tell you, if if you're listening to the show now and you're looking for the, you know, how how to do it right and and not how to do the the canned statement. Um, check out our neighbors to the north. The, the, the Baltimore Ravens put out just a world-class statement on, on this matter um, with, with actionable things that can be done. Um, we obviously don't want to get political on the show, uh, but, but they actually listed things that concrete actions that can be taken. And, and I think, Joshua, that, that's a lot of what you're talking about is like we all, we all have a role to play in this, right? I mean, it's not, it's, not, it's not good enough to just say like, yeah, I'm not racist, so forget it. Um, no, it, we, we've all got to be better. We've got to be anti-racist and we've got to, you know, build a society that that allows for equality for everyone you're right and it, i know it has become politicized but it's not political to say that people shouldn't be innocent people shouldn't be shot exactly to that point like guilty people also shouldn't be shot right if you're shoplifting in a store it's not the police officer's job that's why we have our judicial system right, right. so like i also don't agree with that argument but it, it's not political to say that black people shouldn't fear for their lives on a daily basis um and yeah, I don't think that's us being political about it. Um, kind of going back to DC United, um, Earl Edwards Jr. did mention that he f really appreciated the way that DC United was handling um, everything that's happening right now and the actionable steps that they are taking. And that as a fan was very interesting to me um, because obviously um, we all saw that DC United had painted um, I Can't Breathe and BLM on Audi Field months ago I don't know time is <laughs> really time just ago. tough to keep up with. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and and a lot of people were saying you know that that's so great to see that you're making this stance but I need to see some actionable change after this it's not enough to just be performative and we've seen a lot of companies and organizations be performative right now um and as a fan you know I, I was waiting to see what DC United was going to come yeah. out of this and I, I haven't seen anything but something that Earl Edwards Jr. said was that that the team is doing things, you know, they are having yeah. these conversations and they are taking actionable steps. And just because we haven't necessarily seen that yet doesn't mean it's not happening. So I do think that is important to the fan base to point out. And that's not to say that check, I'm a DC United fan. I don't have to do anything anymore. Like that's not to say that sure. by any means. Not at all. Um, it's just to, to continue, you know, looking out for those things with DC United and always continuing to push them to do better because we can all always do better. Um, and that's, that's why you saw the games on Wednesday be canceled. I know we touched on this at the beginning of the show. Um, obviously, there was the one game that went um, 
and did get played. And if you listen to Extra Time, they talked a little bit about how it was just a lot to kind of coordinate that. Um, you know, I guess I learned that there are laws about whether or not you can have your phone on in the locker room after a certain time. But, oh, yeah. um, you know, that was... The yeah, I think it's part of the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, so, like so, that, um, so that was the first game to kick off, and they just really weren't able to, to reach those players in time. Um, but that's something I don't... Pardon me, I don't remember which player was saying it on extra extra time, and I think I think Earl Edwards Jr. touched on it um, in the press conference. But that, you know, in Orlando, MLS was saying like, yeah, you know, we're we're gonna stand with you guys. We're gonna try to make a difference. Um, you know, we we saw that display um, right at the beginning of the tournament, but um, the the league hasn't done a whole lot since then. I think the the Black Players Coalition has has really been let down with the actions that MLS has taken since then. Um, so that's why you saw those games not happen yeah. on Wednesday. And then he did go on to say that, you know, the Wednesday games were postponed or canceled. I don't know if they're going to be rescheduled. But then MLS did sit down with these players, and they did kind of talk about what needs to happen moving forward. And that's why all the teams decided to continue playing these games. I'm, I just put in a message to the, the YouTube chat, and I'll bring it up here. I said thanks, everyone, for sticking through this hard talk. We love you, Vamos United. And, and I've received multiple comments saying that you know thank you for talking about this issue and and i get this sense and it's really heartwarming to see people that love this team and, and love other people uh, like i i don't know what the world will look like the next time we talk to you guys where we'll be at in, in this fight or you know anything but uh i am i'm thankful just for those two two comments that it reaffirms my faith in this team who, who have done a good job on this topic. And, and I know we'll, we have players who will continue to do that. Um, and just, just, and, and you guys, like just being part of this community is, I, I feel like these United fans get it most of the time. Dave talked a lot about it last time when he was on our show. Um, it makes me proud. Uh, we, we got a lot of work to do, but I'm, I'm confident in this team to keep doing the right thing and this fan group to mostly do the right thing. Uh, we're a good community. Yeah, I, I, um, I appreciate hearing that from the community as well. I mean, this obviously, um, in an ideal world, wasn't the conversation we'd hope to have tonight, uh, just like it wasn't the game we'd hope to have watched tonight. Um, but, you know, that in a lot of ways, this is this is what matters right now. Um, and so I, I definitely uh, appreciate the, the, the opportunity to, to speak out about it. Um, you know, obviously, as we talked about, as, as a white male, I think that's something that, that's important, uh, and especially, you know, the, the, the group here of us, us speaking out about it. Um, and, and I'm sure that this won't be the only time we bring it up on this show. Uh, certainly eager to see what happens with the Black Players Coalition meeting with uh, Commissioner Don Garber uh, that should be happening here in the next couple of days or so, I believe, was, was the statement from the league the other night. Um, and, and, yeah, we, we need to start talking a lot more about, um, you know, fewer statements of, of, of sorrow and more concrete actions, right? Yeah. I, that, that's where we need to go. And, and DC United, as we mentioned, obviously leading the charge. Uh, and, and it was great to hear Earl say that there's a lot going on behind the scenes. I, I fully believe that there is. Um, and, and, you know, sooner rather than later, uh, you know, we need, we need to see it. And we need to see it from the whole league. And we need to see it from the whole, the whole country and the whole world at this point, right? I mean, that's just that's where we've got to go so that we can get back to, you know, the sports that we love and, and you know, everyone from an equal playing field. I agree, and that, that's something that Russell had said, is this is the game for the world, right? And everyone should yeah. be welcome in that. But I think it's important to note that like, we're, this is just the starting point, and it's many, 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 many years too late. 
Um, but really, all, all that's being asked of right now is that, that, that black lives matter, right? That's at the core. Like, I don't know yeah. how anyone looks at that and disagrees with that. But really, people are just asking to not be killed right now. But in, in reality, like racism, it, it's not just about not fearing being shot, right? It's, it's about how, what your experience is in the workplace. It's about what your experience is, um, you know, buying homes and closing yeah. the, the wealth gap. And it's, it, it's so much more than that. And it's going to take so, hopefully not that long, but it's going to take a lot of hard work to kind of close all these gaps that we see because racism is seen in really every facet of life. And that's why these conversations are so important is because we all kind of need to, to start and then move forward together. Yeah, well said, Sam. And, and, and shifting back, you know, to, to on the field here for, for just a moment before we wrap up the show, um, we, we do want to send another congratulations out to, to Moses Nyman, 16-year-old homegrown player, um, black player, making his debut uh, for the black and red tonight. Uh, and, and that's that's super exciting to see, right? And, and I think, you know, as, again, as we transition back onto the field here to close the show, um, you know, the, in, in a lot of ways, the youth we're seeing with this team really is headed in the right direction um loud united we've mentioned ton of fun to watch unfortunately they didn't win tonight uh against red bulls too i think it was a 3-2 loss the the last i saw it was was kind of tough to track they had a pride night tonight though they did which is awesome and And i hope everyone uh, had fun with that yeah there was a moment in tonight's game where i i kind of wished we were there (laughs) (laughs) instead of the whole game instead of watching (laughs) this game yeah well you know um but we did have a great experience tonight our our first live show since march um across the pond is doing a great job with social distancing with implementing all of the the covid19 protocols um i can count several containers of uh of hand sanitizer from where i'm sitting right now uh and and they're still doing contact tracing which i know i've mentioned on the show before but that that's that's exciting to see so for all of our listeners um Check out across the pond uh, if if you're if you're interested in person. They've got indoor and outdoor dining. Um, if if you're much more interested in staying at home at this time, uh, you can do that as well. They pick up delivery services uh, are available and and please use the the promo code podcast. Uh, that's for five percent off for our listeners uh, on Tried and True. Um, so so check them out. Uh, the, the great people. Um, they'll put on any soccer game you want. Uh, <laughs> any sports. Yeah, pretty really. much like yeah. Channel. yeah i know they, they do rugby they, they play football games so they're just a, a good overall sports bar absolutely um on on the loudon uh roundup here as we look ahead to the, the upcoming games um loudon are next of the dc teams they play again in tuesday so very short turnaround for loudon uh, away to pittsburgh a tricky pittsburgh team it, it doesn't get easier for, for loudon but that's tuesday at 7 p.m of course available on espn plus um, the Spirit tentatively are playing on Saturday uh, against Sky Blue on Big CBS. So I think we're waiting details to be released on that. It sounds like they're going to be officially at Segra. Um, but that's exciting and, and, and more great exposure on, on national TV for the Spirit and for the league as a whole. You know, that, that's something that, that we're really excited to see. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm really excited, really, really sad that, you know, Rose won't, won't be in the lineup anymore and we weren't able. Um, there were conversations about Kelly O'Hare coming and we're not going to be able to see her. Um, but I think this team has, you know, a lot of promise outside of just the national team players. So it'll be really exciting to see them uh, get back in action. Yeah, and, and of course, um, you know, the, the premise of this show obviously is is uh, DC United, and they will play Wednesday night away to the New York Red Bulls uh, in Jersey, so a little bit further up 95. Don't know what the team's travel plans are there. I know they bus today, charter bus uh, to Philly, 
sure they'll be home for the next few days and we'll see if they take a charter flight or if they uh train up or or, or bus up there but the quick turnaround for this team hopefully uh you know some of the injuries can heal i one of the things we're seeing in 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 the chat here which is interesting conversation to go out on was the lineup that we ended the game with today given the players we have available actually the, the the best lineup you know you've got the three kids in there you've got sorga in there um you know i don't know maybe you go crazy and, and or maybe it's not that crazy but you put sorga in up top next to kamara um you know what, what does that look like and, and do you make any changes to the back line i think those are kind of the key questions uh going into wednesday uh, yeah um <laughs> i think it it kind of depends also on when we can expect some of these players coming back i, I believe i saw that bill will be back next game um, I yeah. think I also saw that Steven's out with a Steven Burman is out with a, a bone bruise, That's so right. he might not be back quite yet. Um, you know, and, and is, Briant, is I think coming was back. Yeah, is Briant coming back? I think they were both questionable. He was questionable. Briant was questionable. Uh, we should probably see him back next time. So, it'd be interesting to see if we see him or Schoberg. Uh, not the greatest debut for Schoberg, but so so that we'll was see. to no, say that like I would if if some of those key players are back, I, I would put them in the starting lineup before I started our finishing lineup tonight, yeah. right? I would definitely make those changes. But I also wouldn't be mad, and Ben said that in the press conference, if these young kids keep playing the way they're playing, he's almost not really viewing it as, like, I'm going to give these young kids opportunities. He's viewing it as this is my player who's proven in practice that they deserve to be in the starting lineup. So I'd love to see that continue and then to continue pushing the envelope. Um, I mean, Paredes has, has gotten all the starts recently, and I don't think he's let up, like – today might not have been the best showing but it was nobody's realist best showing no. right so i'd love to see him continue being in the lineup speaking of showings are we just going to skip the the man of the match segment today or oh we almost did wow good save i was ready really i was ready to wrap it Joshua. i'll go first yeah uh, you gotta Ju go first julian gressel finally scores for dc united it was a worldie through the hands a rocket um happy for him hopefully that that is him breaking the glass and now he's able to you know, keep scoring and keep providing for this team. He's he's had the passes and they've been there throughout these past few games. Uh, hopefully, he can get some of the other players scoring those. Uh, yeah, but I'm happy with Gressel today. Uh, hopefully, he subbed off, so he should be able to go again next time. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you, Joshua. Um, he's he's my man of the match too, and and, and not just because he was a goal scorer. I think he he had a just a brilliant ball in, into Moreno really in, in the first half there. And it's that could have at least should have been on frame for crying out loud junior. But um, I mean, yeah, Gressel is continuing to improve game over game. Uh, obviously he, he's much, he's a much better player than we've seen this year. It's not like he's, he's not one of the young kids who's, who's growing into becoming a soccer player. Julian Gressel is a great soccer player. Old. Like, he's he not still old. has a lot of time left to play soccer. And he still could be eligible for the U S men's national team in just a couple of years. I remember that conversation from what feels like, decades ago <laughs> um, but yeah no it, for me it was Gressel as well Sam I'm gonna give it to Kevin just because I don't I think you did great I love seeing the effort out there I, I love seeing him improve what Joshua no that, that's what everyone's talking about is how good he did so that maybe that's the, he's the man of the match because that's the takeaway from the match everybody's is that, team Sam tonight well, I, he's sorry, it's not getting carried <laughs> away so I, I guess we'll just and I appreciate the reminder Joshua uh, about the man of the match segment but I guess what I would say, it, let's assume that, that Burnbaum and, and 
Brianna available. Uh, I don't again. know that we can assume Vermont was available. Bone I guess it depends on like what pretty, bone is bruised, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> how deep is the bruise? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's just pinky, right? My man should be back. If it's his femur, we're probably in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, you know, if you bring back a burn bomb and a Brianna in that back line, I actually you could easily sell me on Yao and Paredes starting uh, in in the midfield, maybe with Gressel in the middle, um, and and then go ahead and plug in. Uh, Kamara and and Sorga at the same time up top, so and, who, and let's just do it. So who else is in the defense, and who are you pulling out of midfield? So it'd be my it'd be the three center backs, right? Bermondbriant, Pines. That's yeah. I agree. And then you've got uh, well, if if Canals is still hurt, it's gonna have to be um, it, what's well, gonna have to be Felipe and, and Moreno, right? And then uh, yeah, what are you gonna do at wing back? You're probably gonna have to have Mora, and then um, if Gressel's not available, or if Gressel's in the middle, then Boy, that, that gets hard real quick. I, I guess I uh, ran. I guess I ran out of players. Yeah, yeah wow. Um, I think you were like, and then I'm gonna have three people play right wing, and it's gonna be great. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that's a fair point. It, I, I'm making it sound easy, and then realizing how many folks we have injured at the same time. It appears that uh, <laughs> in a in a sign that we should sign off. Uh, it appears that we've hit some technical difficulties. Um, we will be live. Is it Wednesday night, the next game? Uh, I believe it's a is it a seven thirty kickoff. Is it? I thought we didn't play again until Sunday, but no, we, we've definitely got the midweek game. All right, well, um, this is uh, wrong. against the Red Bulls. No, no, it's a, it's a, it is Wednesday. Yeah, a Wednesday away to the Red Bulls, uh, and then Sunday, of course, we'll be home against NYCFC. So the games continue to come thick and fast for DC United. But that's Ready Wednesday, that. uh, seven thirty. We'll be live around nine thirty um, here on Tried and True. The DC United Postgame Podcast presented by Heineken. Thanks to everyone who joined us tonight um, at Across the Pond. And we look forward to uh, our, our next live show coming up here uh, not too long down the road. But until then, uh, we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. See you soon. The bad news is that everyone is a potential victim. But the good news is that everyone is a potential solution. Sensitize the masses to sanitize. Keep a social distance and quarantine. Stop! The coronavirus is sweeping over mankind. Everybody must be alert. It's a global pandemic we can never take for granted. Wash your hands, keep a distance from everyone, report anything like a simple tomb. Serious fever is a simple tomb, dry cough is a simple tomb, okay, tamala is a simple tomb, itchy eyes and flu is a simple tomb. Everybody must be alive.